Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for December 20th, 2020 is presented by LevelDownGames.com. Now hit our music. Our music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening, it is, of course, Dan. What's going on, everybody? What is going on indeed? It's a nice, snowy, cold day outside here in Northeast Ohio, Dan. I don't miss that. It's cold and rainy here. I wish it would just snow because it, it down here in the south, it just shuts it down. I could stay home. I could sleep in. I could play video games. <laughs> but no, it's it's cold and rainy. <laughs> Before we begin discussing the latest in AEW, help us become all in with the crew by checking the podcast app that you're listening to us on right now and dropping us a quick rating and a review. You'll really be doing us a huge favor. And we have started the AEW Fantasy League. So if you're interested in joining, like I said, reach out, let us know, jump in Discord if you're not already in there. We're, we're trying to get everybody that actually likes us and listens to us regularly, whether it is through this podcast or any other of our other content, to be in Discord and interacting with us. And things like this allow us to do that. So I have go, I have, I, I, we haven't actually like posted the link anywhere or I don't even, Dad, you haven't even signed up yet, but I did go ahead and that's because I didn't actually give it to the link to you yet. But I did go ahead and sign up for the base package of the Drop the Belt Fantasy League for AEW. That is something we're going to be doing going forward here for this podcast. Uh, right now, we just have, what, me, you, Sean, and Sev that are interested. But if anybody else is out and there. my wife. My wife. Oh, yes. Yeah, your wife is interested in doing it with us yep. as well. So we have five. But if we need more than the five spots, let us know, because that way I will have to upgrade the package to the next one. Dan, did you see the big news coming out of Monday? I guess this would have been Tuesday. Uh, How low Raw got in the ratings? Uh, I didn't until you had what you posted the article on Discord, right? I did. Well, I posted a a quote from the article that I that I really found interesting. Um, Dynamite last Wednesday in that key 18 to 49 demo, they it was like a point four five or something like that, which is, you know, that's not amazing, but it's not bad. Uh, but that's still beat raw <laughs> every hour from this past Monday. And now I'm seeing reports coming out from like um, people like Russell votes on Twitter, who is verified and, you know, usually is pretty accurate with his information, talking about how they are in like full panic mode. And supposedly there was another article that just got posted today, how WWE officials have said that this low rating was a quote unquote wake up call. This is fucking bullshit. Bullshit, man. You know, it's not a wake up call. (laughs) It's the same song and dance, man. And unfortunately, until Vince McMahon just lets go, that place (sighs) isn't going to get any better. It's it's so crazy just to sit here and like see art because I, I don't watch the product. We talk about it all the time. Uh, I, I think I saw a, an ad. I think the TLC is this weekend. I don't even care. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't watch that anymore, but I still pay attention to what's going on. Like we talked about it a couple months ago. 
um, even though I'm not like watching the shows, I, I will still like after Raw, I'll, I'll click open the results on WrestlingInc.com and just kind of scroll through and, you know, see who's getting screwed over this week or who's not being utilized correctly. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I do keep up. I read, you know, whatever. I mean, my wife still watches it, but yeah, I, I don't watch it at, at all. And I have even stopped watching uh, NXT. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't. Like I said, I didn't watch War Games and I haven't watched a, a Wednesday night NXT episode in man since Dynamite started. I haven't watched NXT since Dynamite started over a year ago. So <laughs> that's great. It's a shame, man. NXT used to be like that was the only one I was watching. And then, you know, they called everybody up and now it's kind of gone downhill really bad. It certainly has. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about here before we jump into our our takeaways from Dynamite from last night, I know apologies, we weren't able to sit down and do the episode immediately after Dynamite ended last night. Dan, you and I were both struggling yesterday to, <laughs> Dude, uh, to stay oh, to stay awake through Dynamite. So <laughs> we decided really, to push yeah. it off until tonight uh, when we were both more awake and alert. And hopefully it'll be a better show because of that. But um, there's been a lot of like stories and controversies coming out of of AEW and backstage because of some comments that Jim Ross made on his Grilling JR podcast. Have you seen anything on this? I have not. I know he's uh, he usually he finds a fine line with some of the things he's saying, but no, I did not hear about what he said on his podcast. So, he was talking about how the like evolution of the business is kind of like bullshit and that the moves that the guys are doing now are just like moves. Whereas back in the day, things like the DDT and the super kick by by Shawn Michaels were meant to be like the be all end all finishing move of, of a match. And now with like the Bucks having their super kick parties and super kicks just being thrown all over the place and people, you know, DDTs and all of these like crazy moves that these guys are doing. Uh, he, he was talking at how like he was not happy with the direction that that wrestling has been moving and specifically was was really critical of a specific spot that happens often in wrestling and happens a lot in in spot wrestling, particularly AEW, which which does a lot of spot wrestling, which JR doesn't like. And we even talked about this in Discord last night a little bit. Sev during the uh, the 12 man tag, which we'll talk about when we do our rundown of the show, uh, mentioned how quiet JR was during a couple of the spots in in this particular match. But the one particular thing that he was critical uh, critical of was when guys group up on the outside of the ring and then one dude will like just jump on the whole pile. Yeah. And and said that he doesn't like that and how it doesn't add anything to the match. And I don't know. There was one unnamed wrestler that spoke out and uh, kind of was critical of the comments that Jim Ross made because somebody like Jr., who is, you know, a focal point on commentary just burying you yeah, and burying what you're doing. And how is anybody like, you know, if they're talking shit about you on commentary, how is that supposed to make the average casual fan at home get behind you in any sense of the word? It doesn't. It, it like the, this person. And I'm curious. I wish I knew who it was. They're never going to tell you who the unnamed wrestler was, who, who had these comments on Jr. But they're right. They are right. Like you shouldn't just bury the talent like this is your future. This is your talent that you're going to be kind of like, you know, know, building your show around and there's nothing wrong with change and there's nothing wrong with doing things different in the wrestling industry. 
I think it's it's needed. Like you look at the hype and you look at the excitement that goes in every single Wednesday before a dynamite airs. Like we get so excited. We start gathering in discord. We chat. I, I you know, the Internet wrestling community, especially at least the you know, the ones that are centered around AEW. Everybody just seems like in such good spirits and good moods going into Wednesdays and hyped up for the shows. And then you look at what we talked about, what's going on Monday nights with Raw or NXT, and they're just struggling in the ratings. So maybe doing things different isn't such a bad idea. Uh, exactly. I mean, uh, WWE uh, guys have been jumping ship and, uh, you know, coming over to AEW. I mean, look at all the great talent that we get to see uh, that's come over um, that wasn't utilized on WWE. I mean, yes, you have to uh, adapt and you have to change. I mean, that's just how everything goes. And uh yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy for Jr. to kind of you know he's on that announce table and we hear him every week um, to kind of be you know saying those things. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, he he's the voice. He's what gets us pumped up for a match, or he's what gets us pissed off at a wrestler for you know a heel turn or something with the way that he acts and reacts to it, and the way that he uh, you know enunciates his voice. Just it, and it's it's a shame. So, which is crazy too because you know he has made some. Boy- borderline comments about uh women wrestling um that's kind of got him in a little bit of hot water too so uh he's starting to go down a, a slippery slope uh with AEW here yeah i i like we've talked about before i i do you know i respect jim ross i love jim ross a huge 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 part of my you know childhood and oh teenage yeah years going through and being you know just enamored with wrestling back then and the attitude era and just how critical you know just amazing he was then so um, but I mean, I, like I said, every, everybody gets older. Time doesn't slow down for anybody. And I, I just kind of wish that he would retire at this point, do something backstage, not like in the public eye. And let's put Chris Jericho on commentary uh, or something. Well, or you had a great I, comment. Let's put Renee Young on commentary. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it when she was calling raw matches. But it's also just with everything like. With everything that Jim Ross has been through, you know, like his wife passing away. Yeah, I mean, not long ago. Yeah, and and for like, you know, that was like such a a crazy way and crazy thing that happened. Like, that's going to change a person. I mean, a lot of the things that I've went through, which is not even remotely similar, but I mean, you know, I've experienced a lot of death in my life and that changed me in so many different ways. So. It does. I mean, yeah, everybody handles it, you know, differently and it affects everybody differently. And uh, just, you know, Jim Ross is he's he's had his he's had his time and uh, I can appreciate AEW, you know, using bringing him in and using his name and, you know, to to help. But, yeah, he's he's starting, I guess, to slightly get out of touch with change and what with AEW's aiming for. So, uh, yeah, it'll be kind of curious to see where this goes uh, after these comments. Just imagine we talked about it. Dan's fantasy wet dream. Just imagine that dynamite episode, how great they're going to do in the ratings after CM Punk debuts one night. And that's the same night that Renee Young debuts for commentary. Uh, Sting will be on that episode, I'm sure. Who else could be there that you'd pop a boner for? Um Hmm. Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Dolph Ziggler needs to get off. Dolph, Zig- Dolph Ziggler jumps ship. He's there that night. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Hey, I got to meet him. He's a really cool dude. Yeah. No, you've you've uh, I think you put a picture up on somewhere, social media somewhere of you and him. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we got to meet him. Yeah. 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 So sooner 
rather than later. Um, but let's start talking about Dynamite last night. Uh, we have some really good things to talk about coming out of the show. I think it was probably a better show than what we had last week, but it still was a far cry from like, you know, winter is coming. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to top that uh, for sure. But, you know, and we're starting to ramp up towards these special sh- yeah, shows. New Year's Smash on the 30th. Promoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're building up to New Year's Smash right now. Uh, next week, we do have the the holiday bash to talk about, but we'll talk about that later on in the show as we always do. Um, yeah, good show last night. I saw that it did. Uh, it did OK in the ratings. It dropped significantly, obviously. I mean, you know, a lot of people tuned in because of Sting and because of the things that they were promoting Omega, all that stuff happened. So, you know, them almost getting a million views last week was, you know, not surprising. Oh, of course. Yeah, of but course. this past week, last night, they got 100 or I'm sorry, 806, not 106,000. God, that'd suck. 806,000, <laughs> which is uh, still really good. Oh, oh, good numbers. Yeah, for good sure. Numbers for I them. wonder how much better was TNA numbers or impact, whatever you want to call them. I wonder how much better their numbers were. Impact. I saw I saw the story on on TV, like on Access TV, where they went. They went from like 120 some thousand, which is what they usually get, which dude sucks balls. That is low <laughs> ass numbers. Uh, they went to 250 something with Omega appearing which still sucks balls. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's a jump. I mean. And then on Twitch, uh, Twitch saw the biggest increase, like 150 some percent. Uh, Twitch normally averages 14,000 viewers when uh, Impact does their Tuesday night show or whatever. Um, They were at like almost 60,000 the night Omega was on there. Wow. So um, they were pretty happy with those numbers, I guess. Oh, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, it wasn't like crazy numbers, but that is something we'll talk about because that partnership is getting a bit deeper than some of the reports initially made it seem like it would be. So we'll we'll have some things to say on that here as we talk about Dynamite, but let's start running this down. Takeaway number one, we have, as Dynamite did, a great way to start off the show. <laughs> Six man tag. We have the good, the bad and the hunky Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, John Silver taking on uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party. Like, it's not a, it's not as exciting anymore. Matt Hardy and Private Party at one point was like exciting to me and it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> it's not. I don't know what they're doing with Hardy. Uh, I also do not think Private Party is that good. They they're a little sloppy. Private Party is very green. Private Party is very green. Yeah. But like, I mean, look at Top Flight. I mean, no, they're I green. Know. I know. I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just giving a statement, I guess. Uh, Private Party was, I always thought that they were a bit green when, you know, we started seeing them in AEW, but they have come a long way since we first saw them in, in I AEW. I agree with that, but there there was a few times where um, I can't remember who it was for Paige, Silver, and Reynolds, but they were either trying to roll one of them over and he was like rolling the wrong way and it was just, it was kind of hilarious and it was just like, oh, that just, it also just looks bad. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that uh, Silver and Reynolds came out with uh, purple bandanas. Amazing. Uh, look- Oh, I love that, man. I absolutely love that. They look just like him wearing their little cowboy hats. Yeah. Uh, did you you great. watched you watched being the elite right this week? I didn't, man. It's uh, like, oh, we've my God. About, like they, I, they were they did such like they did have a, to go back and watch yeah, it then. Have, watch because it. yeah. it'll make a lot of like what they came, how they came out wearing the cowboy stuff. OK, it, okay. it's going to make a lot more sense. They had a cowboy day party on being the elite and uh <laughs> 
Tan was dressed up as a horse and they was like oh, riding geez. him around. I'm gonna it's have like, to watch it, dude. Yeah, it was, I it usually was do, but it's absolutely insane. I have not had a whole lot of free time after work, so getting this kitchen done, but that's a whole nother story. But yes, I will have to go back and watch that because being the lead is actually becoming one of my favorite things to watch. Um, and, and it goes to show that I think Adam Page is, is having a blast in this story. Uh, he really is. <laughs> He's really enjoying it. But it, they work so well as a team. And, you know, I, I am a huge fan of Alex Reynolds and John Silver anyway as a tag team. I've I've always thought those guys were underappreciated. Some of their and I talk about it every time we talk about their matches, their the combinations that they do, the uh, the tag team moves, how quick they move between one and another. And uh, it's just seamless, dude. It's It's so good. But Adam Page, just man, how good is he? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a huge, probably, I'd say probably behind Moxley, he's probably my second favorite uh, wrestler on uh, AEW. Yeah, definitely. I want to see that belt around his waist soon. And who knows, maybe with the history with Omega and Page, maybe we'll be headed there sooner than later. Um, but yeah, this match was great. Um, besides the little bit of slappiness, like I said, from private party, I am, a, I'm afraid, like, I hope that when Brody Lee comes back, it doesn't mess up this whole dynamic that Silver and Reynolds have. Uh, I am afraid of what, what they're going to do when Brody Lee gets healthy and comes back with the dark order. Cause I actually think the dark orders got better since Brody Lee has left. Oh, yeah, they they definitely had to to change things a little bit with his injury um, because, you know, they were doing a completely different storyline at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how different it's changed uh, since he's left. But it, it's definitely more like a, a comedic thing, kind of like how it was when they were that kind of started AEW. They were going like a more Mortal Kombat comedic route yes, and then they took yeah. it more serious. And, you know, I like both styles. I really do. Um but I could almost see it maybe splitting off. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I think it'll be interesting when Brody Lee comes back. Uh, and, and I'm really curious to know when he is going to come back because we've it not heard a been peep. a while. We've not heard a peep. No, yeah, not at all. Nothing. I don't, he hasn't even been active on Twitter since like October. Yeah. So who knows what's going on? Uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy did pick up the victory. I, I forget. Was it was it Alex Reynolds? I remember Private Party hit Gin and Juice, uh, which is their finishing combination. Uh, but then Matt Hardy tagged himself in. And he did. And got the, the cover, I, I, think, yeah. I think it was Alex Reynolds uh, that, that took the pin. I think um, you're right. But yeah, I mean, that's probably the right call for the winners. The heels going over in this match. I, I think that's probably the right call. I yeah. just I think With it sucks that it came at the do. expense of 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 Alex Reynolds, Silver and, and Adam Page, because, you know, they are pretty on fire right now it's not gonna no, hurt them though they are no it's not um it won't hurt either uh the three guys but i i yeah i think whatever they're trying to do with matt hardy and the truth is the truth shirt that he's been wearing and i i don't know it's it, it's where is this going yeah we need to know we, we need do to know we need to see uh i could see dude if so these trio belts coming in 2021 we could see John Silver and, and Alex Reynolds maybe leave the Dark Order and actually make the good, the bad, and the hungry with Adam Page and go after wow, the trios titles. I wouldn't hate that. I would I not hate that. I wouldn't hate it either. Just a bunch of rooting, tooting cowboys coming out and shooting their That'd air guns. Awesome. Oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> shooting their finger. Dude, watch Being the Elite. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to check that out for sure this weekend. Oh, man. Uh, takeaway number two we have Cody taking on Angelico in a singles match, which I actually really 
really enjoyed this match. I, I thought it was well done to showcase some uh, strengths that Angelico has and, you know, that we don't get to see all the time. But the bigger story going into this match was right beforehand. Uh, they had like a video package. Of, uh, it was like I told it to Jessica because she was kind of like making some food at the time. I was like, oh, look, they're doing like a, a Christmas thing because I had heard that they were doing like some stuff for uh, TBS because, you know, every year around, I think it's on, it starts on Christmas Eve and goes through Christmas Day. They play 24 hours straight of the Christmas story. And I, and I had saw somewhere that AEW wrestlers were like recreating some scenes from the Christmas story. So I oh, thought maybe wow. they were showing something from like that, but okay. it ended up just being Brandy and Cody kind of announcing that Brandy is also pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Right. I mean, we're AEW. Uh, I think Renee Young tweeted out and said something about AEW is looking good, like 20 years from now or something yeah, like she that. She said that the, the talent pool will be yeah. uh, amazing in, in 20 years because obviously her and, and Mox having a kid, uh, Cody and Brandy, uh, Brian and Bree just had their son. Uh, Nikki Bella just had her son. Uh, shit. Who else? Uh, Seth and Becky just had their baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. Shit. I forgot about them. <laughs> There's a lot of kids being born right now. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. So the talent pool will be strong come 20 years from now. It'll be kind of exciting to see if any of them actually, you know, follow in footsteps. But um yeah, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was cool. Uh, no, I, I think it's really cool. Like some of the opponents that uh, Cody Rhodes wrestles, and I think this is again just a testament to you know he's not afraid to go out there and and uh, work with uh, just you know guys that don't have like that big name. And I think it's really cool. And it was good to see Angelico's uh, um, wrestling set. You know, he focuses a little more. I think um, what's his they name? Got they, him so they have him focusing more in the submission style. Yes, exactly. And I thought that was really. cool cool which is a far cry i mean like he's always been a, a great submission wrestler but like he was an insane high flyer too oh yeah yeah and, and uh he, you know I, it, it's funny that they're just having him focus on that but he's you know a great wrestler and can kind of do whatever they have jack evans doing all the uh the high flying stuff for the team yeah it was um excalibur was really doing like a good job like again going back being to a good commentator <laughs> yes exactly Actually and he was selling like, the stuff and building up oh your wrestlers my god like, like he was just like talking about to. like where he went to like where he learned these submission moves and like the schools and like just the history and it was just so cool to like hear uh i think so, excalibur you know. i've said it before I'll, I'll say it all the time he's one of the i think one of the greatest to ever do it even though he's still so young and uh i hope they never let him go they should he build does his that, homework man they I mean, should he just build that commentary team around excalibur they've been saying recently that tony shivani is like the head commentator i've noticed tony khan say that a few times um over the last few weeks but i think it should be excalibur and i i think when jr officially retires when you know shivani officially retires however long that ends up being excalibur should get that job uh no i agree i i love listening to him like talk and really go in depth he kind of reminds me like i know not a lot of people liked him on wwe but matt striker kind of did the same thing and i okay really, i think it brings like a different element to it and i i, I can appreciate Stryker. it good god <laughs> i know right he's he is somewhere my wife just told me he was he just showed up somewhere or Matt, back somewhere. Matt Stryker. That's a name you haven't heard in a long time, I'm it's, sure. It's been a while. <laughs> For sure, it's been a while. Um, after the match, Cody gets the victory. Obviously, you know, it would have been nice to see Angelico pick up the upset, but uh, Cody takes the win and Team Taz appears. And basically, you know, talking more shit to Cody, talking more shit to Darby Allen, who was sitting up in the... Uh, 
up in the uh, they keep calling the it rafters. the rafters. They keep calling yeah. it the rafters, even though it's just the fucking nosebleed seats. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just trying to channel back to Sting, but they're never going to put somebody in rafters again. They will. Ne- I mean, I guess they might, but I don't know that they should. Um, <laughs> but uh, Taz basically saying that they're uh, going to send Cody away already on paternity leave and take him out. And then, of course, as every time that happens when Cody's around, Sting appears. And I, I, I still am wondering where this is going. Now he's wielding the old school baseball bat that he used to carry around in WCW. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs seemed interested in, in uh, taking he out did. Sting. But yes, he did. I mean, hey, why not, man? Shoot, again, shoot your shot. You know, why not? Yeah, holding him back. Uh, I hope they don't put him in a match against Sting, though. It's probably not I the right call. Not. No, probably not. <laughs> probably wouldn't be a smart move. Probably not the right call. So don't do that. But I am still curious where this whole storyline is going to go between Sting and Cody because you know like there it's no coincidence that he only appears when Cody's around yeah I know right it's it's fair and he gave him a little wink uh tonight uh or last night as he was leaving the stage so yeah again where is it where is this going because I mean yeah I mean he's he's gonna be having a kid I'm assuming he's gonna want some time off so we don't have yeah I mean we got a few months but where's this going yeah and it was crazy because like why didn't Brandy look as pregnant as she did before last night? <laughs> that's what that's what I'm wondering. Like, you know, how long have they known when they feel like because what was it two weeks ago when she had her arm attacked backstage by Jade? I mean, maybe it was just great camera work and it's been hiding the, you know, because a lot of times on TV shows and sitcoms, an actress or will get pregnant or something and they they use camera angles and, and tricks to kind of like hide Correct. it. Yeah. Maybe they've been doing that this whole time. Um, you could see it in her face. You could tell she's pregnant. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I definitely noticed it. Yeah. Uh, last night that you could definitely tell in her face for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, that's awesome. So, Oh yeah. Uh, no, but, but I'm, awesome. but I'm just curious how long it's actually like, like you said, how long have they known? Because yeah. this, this changes a lot of things as we'll talk about here coming up uh, a little bit later. Uh, takeaway number three. My boy, Eddie Kingston. Sorry, Sev. Uh, and he's trash talking Pac. And I like that they're still building up to something between Kingston and Pac, because I am excited for that match when we get it. We're going to get it soon. I'm excited to get it. But the more important thing here is that Eddie Kingston also calls out the murder hawk, Lance Archer, who was there solo. I don't know if you saw Jake Roberts missed Dynamite because not. of an, uh, an injury or not an injury, an illness. Um, yes. They didn't say uh, yeah. 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 They they said that he was not feeling well. So uh, playing it safe, having him stay home, obviously. But uh, Lance Archer comes down and just starts beating the crap. Out of Eddie Dude, Kingston. like two, <laughs> two seconds after Kingston called him out, Archer was there. He was like, already like, doing holy it. Smokes. He's, he's, he's a big man. Yeah. He can move pretty fast. But uh, just, oh, man, like we're going to get so many cool matches coming out of the storyline here. The uh, the Butcher and the Blade appeared to help. Lucha Bros appeared. Pac appeared. Everything was going on here. There's a lot of storylines coming out of this. Looks like we could get a match between Lance Archer and Pac as well. <laughs> I know, right? There's a lot of different like scenarios like, here. Is like, Lance who's Archer heel, good? Who's face? Is he bad? Yeah, nobody fucking knows. <laughs> no, I have no idea what's going on and I enjoy it. All we know is that Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade are heel. Like we know that much. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. And Kingston just loves to hear himself talk. Oh, man, I love to hear him talk, too. Jessica uh, is, is in love good. with Eddie Kingston. Jessica is in love with Eddie Kingston. My wife, I believe, hates Eddie Kingston. 
<laughs> Jessica is a major fan of, of Kingston's. Yeah, she gets all hot and bothered every time he comes out. She likes listening to him talk as well. Yeah, she's a mid, she's a big fan of Kingston. Sorry, Sev. <laughs> <laughs> Takeaway number four. We have the big match from Dynamite Big by and you know how many well, people it was were originally in it. supposed to be a 14. Yeah, man. it was going to be 14 at one point. Yeah, but then Wardlow ended up missing the show. So they pulled poor Brandon Cutler out of the match. And I mean, that's the right call. Sorry, Brandon, but that is the right call. <laughs> I think Brandon might be the one listening. So that's why. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I do like him when he's on BT uh, being the elite, though. Being the elite and dark, dude. Yeah. Freaking amazing gimmick. D&D. I got all my dice, right? I mean, it's I, I don't know. Like, they used to be next to me, but now they're on like the little shelf that sits in front of my uh, in front of my computer. I have all my D&D dice on there. Um, 12 man or was it 12? Yeah, 12 man tag. We had on one side of the ring, best friends, Chucky T and Trent, Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison and Top Flight, Darius Martin and Dante Martin taking on the inner circle. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, MJF, Ortiz, Santana and Sammy Guevara. Uh, this match was insane. Like, I mean, it was never going to be in a like, you know, a great technical match. No, uh, hell no, it wasn't. There's going to be yeah, a lot of there's freaking, bodies everywhere, uh, spots everywhere. Yeah. This is the match that, like we said, seven mentioned in discord how Jim Ross was quiet during several spots. <laughs> this was definitely a spot type match. But you know what, man? Top flight shined in this match. And, and I think that's really exciting that these two kids, 19 and 21 years old, we talked about it. Uh, we have a couple years on them, Dan, you and I 34 and 36 to be exact, not 34 and 36 years on them, but that's our ages. <laughs> What's my age again? It is amazing what these, uh, what top flight can do at their age. Um, I, yeah, I want to see more of these guys, uh, preferably, you know, just in a regular tag match so they can really showcase, uh, their moves. But, uh, yeah, this, I mean, it was a clusterfuck of a match, but, uh, yeah, like you said, when I when I originally saw it was going to be a, a 14 man tag match, I was like, hold I think that might have been a first, too. I think we've had some 12 man tag matches. I don't know if we've ever had a 14 we had man a, tag match on AEW. We had a, not on AEW, no. Okay. But there there has been uh, like a 10 on 10, I think, in Correct. WWE. I just, we always, the running joke is, you know, how many yeah. eight man tag matches or whatever. So it always seems like AEW tries to outdo themselves. So I think yeah. if they could have pulled off the 14 that would have been the first in AEW. 30 history. on 30 60 guys I one know, ring like, just bring the entire <laughs> roster out and i love the fact that we're still getting more varsity blondes on wednesday nights as well yeah hell like yeah said, dude keep them off dark put them on dynamite those two kids are so good i want to see more varsity blondes on dynamite uh no i agree with that 100 percent uh inner circle did pick up the victory here though um rightfully so you know there's some interesting stuff still going on here between the inner circle uh i love the fact that they actually won performance of the year from the new york times for the dinner debonair and they had yeah. the award mjf was carrying it around and uh wow, kind of like he was taking all the credit well that's what i mean rubbing it in jericho's face and taking the credit and uh you know, that's still going somewhere, right? It has to be because Jericho didn't look too happy. No, I mean, it's 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 got to be leading to a match. I don't know what else it could be leading to. Yeah, it's got to be leading somewhere. Jake Hager did Wardlow's F10 to finish the I match because yeah. he wasn't there. And then let, so, and then let MJF have the, the pin, too. Yeah. <laughs> so something's going on. Should be interesting to see what they keep doing here with the inner circle. Um, I didn't hate what they did last night, so we'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, takeaway number five, we have the continuation of what's going on between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, building up to an inevitable match that I'm very excited to see. Uh, we had Thunder Rosa and Alex Marvez talking backstage, and she was basically just calling out Britt Baker and, and talking about yes. how Britt keeps saying that, you know, she doesn't belong in AEW. And uh, she said, maybe I do belong here in, in AEW, which, you know, damn right. Of course you do. She's probably, honestly, I think she's one of the better uh, female oh, yeah. promo givers. Like, holy oh, smokes, 100%. that was a great promo. 100%. Like, I enjoy enjoy her work. So, um, yeah, it was kind of cool for her to like, yeah, talk some shit on uh, Britt Baker. And then, yeah, kind of, is she going to sign with AEW? I mean, so, I hope so. I hope so, too. Me, too. Uh, Rebel coming down for the distraction, though, or Reba, as <laughs> yeah. Britt always calls her, uh, kind of saying not to disrespect Britt Baker, who would then sneak attack Thunderosa from behind and uh, poured water all over her face and washed off her makeup. I know that was that's like a slap in the face. I'm yeah. a big slap in the face. Kind of rude, even though she posts pictures all the time on Instagram and stuff without her makeup on. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is obviously still building toward Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. I, I have to imagine. Do they do that? at? Do they do that at New Year's Smash? I don't know that they do that at New Year's Smash. I still think this is a pay-per-view quality match, even though those, you know, special dynamites typically are pay-per-view style cards. I still think yeah. this should be saved for February. Can we build wait till up. February, though? Yeah, build it up. Keep building it okay. up. Uh-huh. Sure. That keeps Britt Baker from having to go for the title already, because I'm not that sure that Hikaru Shida needs to lose it yet. Unless they really want to give Abaddon a run with the title. I don't know. Let's see. We'll see. Why not? Why not? We'll see. Uh, takeaway number six. We have another tag match. We had the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Matt Caster taking on SCU, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. I liked this. Um, you know, the acclaimed. I, I'm not sold on the gimmick per se. Yeah. 100% yet. Like, it's basically a mixture of R-Truth and John Cena. And <laughs> yeah, I, wow. OK, I didn't even think I about that. That's hilarious. I don't hate it, especially because their entrance music is basically just like a beat that uh, that they can kind of freestyle rap to out to the ring. And if they're going to do that and kind of talk shit and trash talk their opponents each night, I can get behind that. Like, I don't hate it. And I didn't hate what they did this past week on Dynamite, especially with Kazarian jumping in and having a impromptu rap battle, which we're going to put in the episode right now. Back live in Jacksonville. Approaching the ring at a combined weight of 556 pounds, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, the acclaimed. Nice hair, but my hair's cooler. I heard you got hair plugs. Well, do ya? We see the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks. Now, I'm not known for my battle rap ability, but hell, even I could do better than that. So, yo, I hope you dudes wrestle better than you rap, because what I heard and they heard sounded like crap. <laughs> you got your fake gold chain and you're out here dissing? Are you the acclaimed or are you men on a mission? Ooh. You're trying to drop rhymes, you're trying to make hits. Just like the year 2020, that whole thing was the shit. 
Listen, green boys, I'm gonna give you a pass. Cause Cavs and CD about to beat your dumb ass. In case you're wondering, this is AEW Dynamite, not the morning show. <laughs> How about that rap battle, Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Kazarian, you know, was studying. He that wasn't a freestyle off the top of his head. Um, no, he that, was clearly, up for himself, that was clearly memorized backstage, probably. But it, it was good. I, I enjoyed this. Uh, like you said, I, I'm I'm on the fence with the acclaimed, but I do kind of like what they're doing, and I like that they were actually letting Kazarian get in on it and kind of stand up for himself. But they had the acclaimed win, which was the right call because SCU are the veterans and they're there to help build up new tag teams and new talent. Uh, no, correct. Yeah, I mean, they know that. I mean, they had their uh, run with the titles. I mean, you know, they're yeah. amazing and they're, they're clearly going to be kept around in, in, you know, working backstage after they retire from in-ring. But um, like, I you love know, Kazarian it, on being the elite. Oh, dude, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, so he's good. got a career right there. But the Acclaimed are are definitely a a hot, interesting tag team in that division right now. And I like that we have, like I said, we have the acclaimed, we have varsity blondes, we have top flight, we have this like fresh blood in the tag division that that really doesn't feel stale because we were starting to wonder what they were doing. And I mean, like, you know, this kind of all them kind of, you know, centered around the the tag titles. And then you have all the stuff going on that seems to be pointing towards other teams like the Lucha bros because of their team with Pac. And and it seems like they're building up that trios division right before our eyes without us actually officially realizing it. Very true. So so they're putting some separation between tag teams and trio teams now, because the tag teams are the ones that are centered around the bucks and, you know, top flight, or I'm sorry, not top flight. The hybrid two also should be thrown in that mix there in terms of like tag teams. And then it seems like trios teams, like I said, we got Death Triangle, we got the fam, Kingston and Butcher and the Blade. Team um, Taz. Yeah, Team Taz. Exactly. Yeah. The trio so, right there. Exactly. Yeah. The good, the bad, the hungry. Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, <laughs> and John Silver. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I need more of that. Hardy Party. If they bring that back, who no, knows? We'll see. No. <laughs> Uh, but this is leading to a match next week on Holiday Smash. The Bucks will be defending the tag titles against the Acclaimed. So we'll see. Yeah, they caught him out and got him a tag match. So, hey, good yep. for them. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of tag matches, that's because Dynamite's always full of them, and I'm OK with it. Uh, we have our women's match of the night. Diamante and Eva Lee's taking on Big Swole and the NWA women's champion Serena Deeb. Um, actually a pretty good match. <laughs> I really liked this. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, going on right before the main event. Um, yeah, it was actually a really good match. Um, it kind of, and, and I don't like it, but they have kind of taken a back seat to the women's division a little bit with all the have. injuries that kind of happened to some of their stars. And there, there really isn't like, I guess there just isn't enough time. Because they have so See, many storylines dynamite at all. I yeah, mean, I mean, I mean, and, and I don't want I never want to see dynamite go three hours. Let me just say that right now. Don't ever fucking do that. I do not want to see dynamite go three hours, but I am intrigued by this new show that they're going to be debuting in 2021 that supposedly will be on TV. And, uh, you know, it's going to be about an hour because that could give us enough time to fit in some more things, you know, like it would basically be like our Thursday night thunder or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it'd be smart to split it up, right? Don't give us three hours of dynamite. Give us two hours of dynamite and then give us another hour and somewhere give in the us week. An, I mean, and then give us an hour show somewhere else or hell, just give us another two hours show somewhere else if that's what you really want to do. 
So well, I mean, where do you got two hours of dynamite? Sure, or not dynamite. Uh, dark. Dark. Sorry. Yeah. Dark. But some of the dark stuff could be transitioned to the two-hour show that if they true. put it on TV, and dark could really be used for you know what it should have been in the first place. Dark Correct. matches. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go Trials back to being and that an hour. kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see what they end up doing. I, I think 2021 is going to be a very strong year. I made the uh, the bold prediction in Discord that I think at least once in a given week, that Wednesday's Dynamite will have a stronger rating than that week's Raw. I think that will happen at least once in 2021, uh, but I could see it happening more as the year goes on. So we'll see. They have a lot of storylines going on in the women's division right now, and they just can't fit it all on TV. You know, they have no, they you know, Penelope Ford is is involved in the the wedding angle and all the stuff with me. Hero and Kip, and which we're going to find out more on that next week. Um, you know, they have the whole storyline going on with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. They have Abaddon and Hikaru Shida. They have Serena Deeb and the NWA Women's Champion around her. Like, or, you know, they, they keep doing stuff around that. Um, they have Jay Cargill, Brandy, Big Swole. Red Velvet, Nyla Rose, all tangled <laughs> up in the storyline with Shaq. Yeah, like there, there's just a lot of stuff going on in the there women's is. division, and they seem to just like pick one that particular week, and that's the one they focus on the most. So this week it was the stuff going on with um, Serena Deeb, Big Swole, Nyla Rose, and uh, Red Velvet. That's what we got this week. And after the match, after Big Swole and Serena Deeb picked up the victory, we did see Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero appear. Um, Jade Cargill, I thought would be with them. She was not. Yeah, I was shocked that she was not there. I'm curious what's going to happen with that storyline now that Brandy has announced that she's pregnant, because I, th I think that's going to have to change things. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I would think so. I would hope so anyway. Like, or does it just can things like do we do we really change it to Cody versus Shaq? Because I don't know anybody that wants that. I mean, I know I don't want it. So I would almost just say, let's pull the plug and just move on. Wrap it up as a, you know, hey, congratulations, you got pregnant, but we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be, it should be crazy because it'd be the second thing that's really got like kind of canceled from Brandy. You know, she started she was starting her group earlier on early in the early days of AEW. Maybe, and that, maybe that got... should tell you something, Dan, that Brandy shouldn't be wrestling. <laughs> Uh, takeaway number eight, final takeaway from Dynamite this past week. Joey Janela taking on Kenny Omega in a no disqualification match for the AEW World Championship. Man, I'm such a big Joey Janela fan, and I love any time that they let him kind of shine in a match like this. Well, yeah, and he got the jump, right? Omega was not even in the ring yet and gets freaking hit in the head with a trash can. So Janela jumping on him I early. I mean, you got to take the advantage. Literally launched that trash can yeah. over the top, just smacked him right in the face. Dude, I just that that made me laugh. No, same here. I mean, yeah, he he I mean, he has to, right? I mean, Kenny Omega has got uh Kenny Omega's on top of the world right now. He really is, man. He is uh yeah, he is living life and being great at heel and uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it. So so yeah, it was really cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, Janela got a freaking main event on an AEW Dynamite against the champion. Yeah, we got to see Sonny Kiss out there, too. <laughs> yeah, well, so right. So this was supposed to be remember, this was supposed to be a round one uh, tournament match for the number one contender. But right. But Sonny Kiss uh, took his place because Janela was dealing with some COVID complications that week. Correct. Right? And then, yeah. And then so then the Kiss uh, Omega match turned into a squash match. 
So right, a V trigger and a pinfall. I remember exactly. that exactly. Yeah, it was over <laughs> like that. That's where the famous Kenny Omega not impressed gift came from. Yeah, so I really, I guess this match was long overdue. <laughs> long overdue, and it was a good match that they, no, they utilized. They utilized Janela's like, like I said, I think Joey Janela shines in in hardcore style matches. Anytime that you have Janela in a regular match, it's not nearly as good. But if you put Janela in a hardcore match, he puts on some amazing performance. Look what he did with Mox, dude. Like these guys do. Like he's he's great in that kind of match. They tear the damn roof off the building is what they do. Yeah. Um, but clearly this was more built around the storyline that Kenny Omega and Don Callis are still doing right now. Uh, Omega and Don did appear again on impact this past week and they actually yes, set up a match. They yeah, they I set know. up a match a for huge uh, announcement. Yeah. Impact's pay-per-view coming up in January. What day is it's a Saturday night and I'm going to have 13th? to fucking watch it now. Uh, the 16th, I think maybe. Cause that's a Saturday. Is that the 13th is a Wednesday. Yeah. I was just, I was just, I wasn't looking at a calendar. Oh, okay. just so it's either the 9th, the, the 16th or the 23rd. The, those are like the three Saturdays in the middle of the month. One of those three Saturdays is the uh, impact pay-per-view coming up. Uh, I think it's titled hard to kill. We're going to see Kenny Omega and the good brothers reforming the bullet club from NJPW, which is fucking badass. And they'll be taking on rich Swan and the motor city machine guns. That actually should be a good match. January 16th. January 16th. Yeah, I'm going to pencil it in. I probably will watch that. I want to see that match. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be there. I'll be watching it. Oh, yeah. Your wife watches it. So, correct. Yeah. 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 She's, I mean, yeah. I'm, that's what she asked me before this uh, impact before we watch. She's like, Are you watching Impact with me? I was like, Yeah. Now that we got ties to AW, <laughs> I kind of got to watch it a little bit just to kind of see what's going on. But it's uh, overall, it's a little hard to watch sometimes. Good Brothers are teasing a dynamite appearance soon. We might be seeing them on Wednesday soon, which I, I honestly think we should. Shivani said he wants them in AW for good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely do a lot of things. I mean, uh, again, with the Bullet Club, that would be a huge sell, I think. Oh, dude, it would get a lot of people to probably tune in on a Wednesday night. Mm hmm. Especially if, if they, they can, get... can, especially if they can get a partnership going with uh, New Japan and we can get uh, Tamatanga and Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, to, to make an appearance and then just really shake things up. My God, that would be crazy. That, that would, be crazy. would be insane. Or maybe, you know, AJ Styles or Finn Balor, you know, jump and ship. Yeah. Jump and ship. Yep. That'd be cool too. I'd be okay with that. Uh, John Callis tried to get on commentary, tried to kick off Tony Schiavone talking about him. He did. And fucking Schiavone told him to go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. But he kept yeah. the mic and did the old school heel thing where he just kind of, you know, did commentary with the mic out by the ring, gave it to Kenny Omega, let him do his own commentary during the match. They do, like I said, the ultimate type heel stuff here. And it oh, worked well, out yeah. so well. It worked yeah. out so well. The I really enjoyed this. Is full swing right now yep i really enjoy this and and i don't think kenny omega can do any wrong right now uh from north carolina <laughs> the question will be when are we going to see moxley show up because he's gonna come you know oh i still think mox is the one that is getting a, uh the title shot at revolution in february i still I just think mox, mox gets the rematch there took, i just wonder if he's took the rest of the year off maybe we'll see him at one of the um yeah i think we talked about it last week i i have a feeling he comes back night two like on january 6th that's my guess yeah and then starts building up to maybe a rematch with kenny omega because of how omega won the title correct yeah i have a feeling that mox is gonna be you know kind of because they mentioned him like you know they they keep mentioning mox so we'll see 
but after Kenny Omega did pick up the victory here, obviously Janela is not going to, you know, be your AEW world champion. Well, that would be kind of cool, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, Death Triangle, Pac, Lucha Bros, they appear after the match. And speaking of how this match should have been yeah. included in that uh, Eliminator title tournament, uh, they also talked about how Phoenix never got his match against Kenny Omega either. Remember, because Phoenix technically won, but then he got injured. So yep. they ended up just putting Penta back in the match to uh, fill in for his brother. So Phoenix never technically got to wrestle. Kenny Omega. So even though it looks like they're building up to maybe Pac versus Kenny Omega at some point in the future, which I would love, and I think that would be an amazing match for the title, uh, they set up for night one of New Year's Smash. So December 30th, Phoenix will be challenging Kenny Omega for the world title. And that is a match I'm really excited to see. Uh, yeah, it should be a really good match. And now that we, yeah, we got Kenny swinging full heel, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. So we hopefully have some some strong episodes of Dynamite coming up. But speaking of this week's Dynamite star rating, Dan, I, I like I said, I think would we give last week? We give it a three. Did we give it a three last week? I think it I was better. I think it was better than last week. So I'm going to go three and a half. No, I I agree with that. It, it was better. Last week was pretty uh um with it, with everything that they hyped up right i think that's the problem they got us so hyped and then it wasn't like it didn't hold up to that hype so yeah three and a half this week yeah good good we're in agreement once again sorry i i didn't think you were gonna be done talking so fast i was in the My middle bad. Of getting a drink. i apologize <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> But looking ahead to next week, we have a, a pretty stacked Dynamite already announced. A lot of tag team matches going in, well, I guess three, going into next week. Um, it was kind of weird because before Dynamite aired, Dustin Rhodes on Twitter was like, make sure you guys tune in. You're not going to want to miss what I have to say. <laughs> we tune in, obviously, and we're watching Dynamite, and he's just like, hey, Eva Luno, seven was a bad idea then, and it's a bad idea now. And that was it. Yeah, like, it wasn't anything crazy. No. But... We're getting Dustin Rhodes versus Evil Uno next week on Dynamite. Uh, we're getting Pac versus The Butcher, which should be actually a pretty good match. Actually, when you think about it. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, kind yeah. of exciting. I'm, I, I like The Butcher. I like the way that he stomps around the ring when he like oh, oh, yeah. gets in there. He's got a unique style for sure. Yeah. I actually saw the, the, the band that he's in every time I die or whatever. But uh, he's because he's the bassist in that band. Um, they're going to be going on tour soon and uh, they might be he might be having to sit out for a bit. We'll see. Uh, Hikaru Shida will be in action against somebody. They didn't announce who. Uh, top flight Darius and Dante Martin will be taking on Chris Jericho and MJF. Can you imagine those kids like, you know, three months ago, sending this tape to the box and then fucking Christmas time. They're wrestling Chris Jericho. What? Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty fucking awesome. What? Uh, Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy and Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. Marco Stunt will be taking on the oh. Dark Sport. <laughs> They'll be taking on the Dark Order's Colt Cabana, number five, Alan Angels, and number 10, Preston Vance. Uh, should be exciting. That should be a good match. Uh, they announced that the wedding date announcement will take place next week with Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, and Miro. So maybe that storyline will be coming to a close soon. I hope so. I, it needs to. Miro deserves better. 
He does. He does. Uh, and in the big match, probably the main event, the Young Bucks defending the AEW tag titles against the Acclaimed. Should be a good show. I'm hopeful for this one. Uh, and remember, Holiday Smash, it'll be uh, immediately after the NBA game ends next week. It will not be the regularly scheduled time, uh, so it won't be on 8 Eastern. Seb, you won't probably want to stay awake for that one. You'll you'll probably want to catch it the next day. Uh, I think they said it's going to start sometime between 10 and 11 Eastern, probably. Yeah, yeah. 10 is best case scenario. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, Dan, I know for a fact that you are off next week. So after Dynamite, you and I will probably still get together and, and talk about the show unless we're tired. In which case, we'll just do it the next day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I, I got the whole week off, so I should be well rested by then. Oh, well, you should play a lot of video games, too. Uh, that is the plan. That is the plan. <laughs> Speaking of playing video games, I think we need to wrap this up so we can maybe play some video games. I think it's time to hot tag out of here. All right. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music, an elite wrestling podcast made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop a number to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. You can catch Dan and I reacting to the Game Awards last week or... You can catch me reacting to the uh, Indie World Showcase that Nintendo put up the other day. But if you haven't done so, also head on over to twitch.tv forward slash Leveldown Games. Click that follow button. Dan, it's Thursday. And I happen to know that normally you do throwback Thursdays on Thursdays. But where can they find that content at? Twitch.tv forward slash Crazed11. K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a crazy week. I haven't streamed nearly enough this week. Uh, I got a lot of stuff going on outside of video games. So next week I am off. Uh, I think Tuesday, my wife is going to be making her Twitch debut and she will be streaming oh, with me. That's exciting. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. So I, I have I've had to double check with her a few times to make sure. But, yeah, we're going to do some sack boy. Oh, did you buy it? Uh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to be making Dude, that that's going to be exciting. Yeah, they just added the uh, they just added online multiplayer to that. And I actually yeah, might I jump in that. with Kyle. So. Uh, yeah, I will definitely tune in for that stream. That'll be yeah, exciting. I'm, ex I'm excited for sure. Uh, stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you'll find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. I'm going to say it again. Click it, join it, and interact with us, please. We need more people do in it. there. Do it. Uh, theme song of the week. Last week, I went with Miro, the best man. But Dan, the unbest man or the small man. Uh, <laughs> the small man, to, for sure. You get to choose theme song of the week this week. Uh, I think we're just going to throw a little respect to Kazarian and his freestyle. We're going to go okay. SCU. A little SCU. Yeah, let's do it. We are the best. SCU. The pride of the West. I think that's the lyrics. SCU. <laughs> It's a catchy song for sure. It's not bad. It's not bad. No. Theme song of the week. SCU, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, technically Scorpio Sky as well. Now hit the music. SCU! Ring general, the rebel, and the violent delight. Our life, it's a beach. 
Your life is a bitch. No goals out of reach. If you do get rich, you don't be censored. And we can't be ruled. We pity your city. And we pity you fools. We are the best. SCU, the pride of the West. SCU, born and great. SCU, from the Golden State. Man. You can shout it 